0: See right now, without LeBron, Lakers are, are struggling. <laughs> Let me tell you about a team I hate. All right, I know the Dallas Cowboys fan is here, so I had to make sure he knew how much I hate
1: you. Oh, team. I'm ready. I've often said that the people who run baseball they try very hard to ruin it.
0: I'm from Brooklyn. I don't have a problem saying it
1: to his face. Oh, from Brooklyn. Hey, isn't he?
0: This is a presentation of Northeast Streaming Sports.
1: Good morning. You're listening to the Mac and Jack Sports Show on Northeast Streaming Sports.
0: Are you in the mood for a great Friday morning sports show? We came to the right place here, folks, as we are the Mac and Jack Sports Show with Byron Williams helping us go through all the NFL news and anything else he can add from a player's perspective here in on our Mac and Jack Sports Show Friday edition. Of course, I'm your host, Mac, and your co-host, Jack Hirsch. And we're going to start on that here pretty quickly. Jack, good morning. Byron, good morning. Good morning to the listeners out there today. Good morning. Good morning. So last night, of course, uh, I watched the whole game. I couldn't fall asleep for some reason. I I was hoping maybe the Jets could mount a comeback there at the end as they did the week before. But it was to no avail as Joe Flacco passes for over 300 yards again. Uh their running game was in Cleveland, which has been kind of quiet for the last few weeks, really picked up. Um, and and their defense, of course, played pretty well. And uh, Jack, you know, your big weapon, and, and I, I've been saying this maybe for the past couple weeks, is Brees Hall. He is there, he's like the Saquon Barkley, of the Jets. Wilson had some big catches. Um, and uh you know, you got some pieces for next year. But last night, uh, the Jets were no match for the
2: Browns, Jack. Why are we talking positively about the Jets, Mac? I mean, they mailed it in yesterday. It was awful. It was a disgrace, the first half. The defensive scheme, they were playing so softly. They were softer than an ice cream cone on defense. I mean, Cleveland was able to run easily on them. Anyone could have ran easily on them. Joe Flacco made a lot of bad decisions yesterday, yet they didn't come out so Betty threw a pick six yesterday, Flacco. Let's not forget that. And the Jets were dreadful that first half, absolutely dreadful. There was no fire, no character. They basically nailed it in the first half, and that's where the game was lost. I mean, it was a disgrace yesterday as far as I'm concerned. They just didn't show up to play.
1: Okay, the well, good thing about watching the game last night, I think, for the Jets, on for the Jets' behalf is that they can see what players they want to get rid of and what players they need to keep. And, you know, like, you know, fumbling ball on the kickoff and things like that, that really is just – was really just, you know, you want to eliminate those types of things. So the Jets' players need to understand that now that the organization is looking at how do we come in and fill these patches of players that we need to replace. And I think that was a good point. But, yeah, absolutely, they lost the game in the first half. I mean, Cleveland uh, and Joe took it to them. It was a great game, great offensive concept. I mean, they running the ball, throwing the ball, the tight end. I mean, they let the tight end just get loose. So it was a, it was a good game to watch, but the game was actually a first-half game. Big, and when you think of it,
2: Elijah Moore, Elijah Moore, Cleveland's wide receiver, he got hurt during the game, uh concussion. But he was having a big game. And for Larry Jamar was kind of a revenge game for him, even though he didn't say anything. Because at one point, he was the Jets' number two receiver. Then he moved all the way down the depth chart to the point where they weren't using him. And eventually, they traded him to Cleveland. They got a third-round draft choice in exchange for Falai Jamar. But he's the number two receiver on that Brown team next to Mari Cooper, who was out. So he, he wanted to show the Jets they made a mistake yesterday and he did actually, because if he was still on the Jets, Elijah Moore, he'd really be the number two receiver behind Garrett Wilson.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Good point. And, you know, when you, when, I mean, you know, big game by the tight end, uh, Flacco spreading the ball around, throwing it to the backs, you know, hitting, hitting people I never heard of at wide receiver for a touchdown. Listen, uh, Cleveland Browns and, and, and we'll get into it. So, so let's start uh, the Eagles and the Lions both win while Dallas and, uh, and uh, the 49ers both lose. So it's still anybody's game at the top uh, of the, of the NFC. I mean, the, the, the 49ers in Detroit are definitely in uh, Philly and, and the Cowboys are definitely in the, uh, in the, in the, in uh, Byron um I mean, who do you think is the best team right
1: now in the NFC? I still, I still think it's between uh, San Francisco and and, and the Eagles. Um, they will end up being the number one seed in the NFC. And uh, but you know, you have to take your head off to Detroit and what they have done. Um, and Dallas, you know, it's just a home team, you know, so they can't win on the road. So uh, you know, it, it, you have to have a complete uh, type of uh, Team to be able to go get to, you know, get to the to the Super Bowl. So I'm thinking, I'm still, I'm still thinking the 49ers will be there. It's
2: about getting the buy, and we'll stop with the nice talk. Who's the best team? Who's going to get the buy? That's what it comes down. to. I think, to think like. the going to get the there. buy. Is a step ahead of the competition to get to the Super oh, Bowl. They only have to win two games instead of three in the playoffs. The, and both games are going to be at home. If the Niners win out that, the next two yeah. games, they get the bye. They just got to win two home games then that's and then not, to that's,
0: not a, that's not a guarantee. It happened last year, but it doesn't happen every year. Sometimes <sighs> the wild cards go to the Super Bowl. That's not yeah. a guarantee. So, I understand what you're saying. They
2: have to win two games in three
0: But it's been done, Jack. It's been done quite frequently. I'm
2: not saying it can't. that does not guarantee it. It increases your odds greatly again. Let's look at at what,
0: what goes in the playoffs, what teams travel with. And that's a running game. And right now, the 49ers probably got the best running game if they're not at home, which I think yeah. they will be. The Eagles, to me, and, you know, Jim disagrees with me. I don't know if it's because he's a Cowboy fan or not. To me, the Eagles got the second-best running game with that offensive line. Swift, to me, is, is, is a very uh, electric uh, running back, and I think the Eagles are second. Detroit, uh, I mean, Singletary's got his moments. Golf they depend on a lot. And in Dallas, they have no running game, so they depend on, you know, on uh, uh, Dak a lot. So yeah. I think those teams, the Eagles and the 49ers, again, they're going to meet in the championship. And I think the Eagles are
2: going to win it again. Just I, I just got that feeling. Well, not the way they're playing now, guys. It's all about peaking. Who's going to be the best team come playoff time? We tend to look at the whole season and evaluate records, what they've done a few weeks ago. But teams peak at certain times during the year. Look at the 49ers we mentioned a moment ago. They lost three games in a row at one point during the season. Had the playoffs started at that time, they wouldn't have survived it because they hit a rough patch. The Eagles, even though they beat the Giants last week, they didn't really perform that well. And... they're they're undergoing a rough patch right now. Are they going to get it together? That's the question. If they get it together, like the Eagle team of early in the year, that's another matter. But even then, things get disguised. The team like the Eagles won a lot of close games early in the year. Remember, they just got five teams like the Washington Commanders, but we kind of overlooked that because they were in the Super Bowl last year. They were continuing to rack up the W's this year. We don't see those weaknesses that a team like that might have. Are the Eagles going to get it together? They only have two games before the playoffs to find out, because the odds are now they're not going to get the bye. So they're going to have to play, you know, two games before meeting the 49ers in the championship game in San Francisco, the way it looks now, if everything bounces that way.
1: Well, the key thing, too, is how healthy are some of the players – I think the good thing that uh, a lot of teams uh, they seeing the vulnerability and the weaknesses and how you can beat some of these teams now. So that been revealed. That's why you played the whole year. So I think going into the playoffs is going to be considered the healthiest people. Like you said, the defense and the running backs, and and those are going to be the key factors. I think I think a lot of time now you can throw the home home field out of the picture in the playoffs because that's the way these teams are set up to be played. Playing in, bunch I mean, of Super
0: I mean you could say that. I mean, they played in San Francisco. Did they play in Philadelphia last year? They played in San Francisco. Philadelphia.
2: Philadelphia had the easiest possible time yeah. getting to the Super Bowl of all of all teams in the modern Super Bowl era. Just about, they had the easiest time. They had two games they had to win uh, because they got the bye. They had the Giants. That was an easy game for them. And then they had the 49ers where Brock Purdy was hurt. The Niners didn't have a backup quarterback. They had no one to run the ball. You know, we've never seen anything quite like that before. Well, well
0: they got they got the Cardinals and the Giants coming up. So that's pretty easy winnable yeah. games for them. Um, so and and you know, San Francisco really didn't look that good against Baltimore either last week. So I think it's I you know, I, I think it's I think it's still up in the air in the NFC. The AFC is a little bit different. I, I think Baltimore is probably the best team right now. And and mm-hmm. all the NFL right at this point. And I think that uh you know you've you've got what the Colts, uh, you got uh you have the
1: uh um um yeah, Miami in the 40s. I don't
0: think the Colts any type of threat the Chiefs, at all. And the Chiefs and the Chiefs who are playing atrociously right now. In fact, the whole team <laughs> is playing really bad right now, including Patrick Mahomes. You know, they're throwing their helmets, they're having a meltdown. I mean, everyone. Everyone is playing badly. I think it's 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 almost like an implosion there. I don't Kansas. think
2: Mahomes is playing badly. I disagree. Bad I think Mahomes is in the spot. If you watch closely, he's had to carry that offense on his back. He's exhausted every play. He, you know, he's flushed out of the pocket. It's exhausting. Receivers are dropping balls. He's not getting, you know, blocked for. It's an exhausting effort. Uh, Mahomes has made some mistakes, like the pick six last week against, you know, the Raiders. Plays like that, but it's an exhausting effort on his part. I think, on balance, Mahomes isn't playing poorly.
1: Well, one of the things he he don't need to run 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 as much as he's been running in the last couple of games because I'm telling you, those players is that's when you tend to get hurt, and those receivers got to you got to replace the receivers. Uh, Bring in some more, some more something, something. Uh, get some players out the practice roster to, to change the momentum of, of the of the style of player that that they have. And, and yeah, it's frustrating because they they have a whole different set of mindset. People are uh, are playing better defense against them, better schemes, and that's what that's what's happening in, in the NFL. And you know, home field advantage. You know, used to say the Chiefs had home field advantage, and that you can throw that out the window. They really being yeah. being. Uh, you uh, being able to see what their weaknesses
0: are. And Byron, you know, what are they doing trying to trick play down by the 20-yard line? You got the guy canning off to Mahomes. What are you doing? I mean, you know, I know Pacheco's not there. I think he comes back. I think they got a receiver coming or two receivers coming into Kansas City also. I think Mm -hmm. they went out and got a couple to the practice squad. But what are you doing? I mean, you know, at least try to run the ball. I mean, even if you're not successful, it sets up the play action fast. I mean, and that was a ridiculous play. I don't know what Andy Reeves or the offensive coordinator or whoever called that play was thinking yeah. down there. That's ridiculous. That, that Not not down by your own 20-yard line. That was crazy. I don't know. what. Yeah, that's mean. out of
1: character. It's completely yeah. out of character. Yeah, no more
0: ring around the rosies. Just play football, <laughs> right? You know what I mean? No, no more of those yeah. crazy plays. Um, exactly. So, so the team lurking to me, and me and Jack talked about it, he don't think he'll do anything. They'll do anything. Is the Cleveland Browns? They're lurking back there in the shadows. They're in the playoffs. They got a better record than a, than a, a, lot of a couple first place teams there. Listen, I think with that defense, with that running game, if that running game continues, and with yeah. Flacco being calm, he's one of the only Super Bowl quarterbacks left. Him and and Mahomes that have been to the Super Bowl. You know, he's falling asleep on the sidelines. I mean, that's that's how calm this guy is.
1: So, I mean. To me, Byron, I think you agree with me. I think the Cleveland Browns are a threat. Cleveland Browns are definitely a threat. You know, I, I talk to Miles Garrett dad once a week. You know, we know each other. We don't live far apart. And, you know, and I was saying that last night. I, don't, I think teams are, don't want to see the Cleveland Browns, especially their defense is out of sight. And so you you have to look at the team to have momentum. And it's two teams that have momentum right now in both leagues, and that's the Cleveland Browns and the AFC and the uh, Los Angeles Rams in the NFC, those teams are playing good football.
2: That's true. That's wait, true. wait, 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 wait. Byron, let me get this straight. You're picking a Brown Rams Super Bowl?
1: No, I'm not picking you know, a Brown Rams teams Super Bowl. I'm picking two teams, I mean, picking two teams that nobody wants to play against.
2: <laughs> I want to play against the Cleveland Browns. Look, I give it up for their defense. They have a heck of a defense. I give it up for their defense. I'm not shortchanging them. Offensively, if Kareem Hunt is healthy, they could run the ball. Top of the line, running back Amari Cooper, a little overrated. I know he had a big game a week ago. Joe Flacco was long in the tooth. Take my word, come playoff time. When you're meeting the better teams, he's going to come up short. He, I could even detect how shaky he was last night against a terrible Jet team, a terrible Jet team on defense where he racked up numbers in the first half. Joe Flacco was cut by the Jets twice. He was cut by the Philadelphia Eagles. As a backup, they cut him. That's no, one wanted, no one wanted to sign him this year. to so get reason. Cut. I've heard this nonsense with Josh so Dobbs.
1: get cut. People are getting excited. Let me tell you something, Jack. When you go home and you sit back, and you relax, you relax, you see the game from a, from afar, and you're there with your family, and then you get another opportunity, that's what's happening. So he got momentum. I don't care what nobody say. He's playing good football, and he, he just want get credit. But I'm telling you, it's going to be hard to beat the Cleveland Browns.
2: It, it won't be hard to contain Joe Flacco for a really top-of-the-line defensive team. You're going to see Cleveland will get eliminated out of the playoffs. Flacco will not have a good game the game they get eliminated. Um, I'm going to tell you that straight up. This is a team it. that has momentum that's going can to carry that, it You could say Hall.
0: that. You could say that about any team with any quarterback. If they don't have a bad game, they're going to get eliminated. You could say that about any yeah. team. I yeah. just think, I just think you're you're mad because the Jets have not made it to the playoffs in I, I don't know how many years.
1: And yeah, Kevin, you're, you're not even wearing green no more, Jack. That's because Why you colors? Not. It's you don't want you your colors, colors no more. What that saying it's about not, it's it's not. Not. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and Cleveland, Cleveland, for the first time in a long time 21 years has made a playoff game. I'm happy for their fans. I really, uh, <laughs> that's true, Rick. He does not want a just to play. Jets mailed
2: it in. Jets mailed it in. It was a disgrace. It was. It's like they were making their plans for the offseason. You're not going to have me defend
1: the Absolutely Jets. Absolutely, John. The blue is the new green in New York, that's for sure. Thanks for pointing that out, George. The blue is the new green in New York. Yes.
0: And speaking of that, the Philadelphia Eagles play the Giants. And look, the Eagles jumped out fast, and the Giants just kept hanging in. And they were 20 to 3 at halftime. And all of a sudden, the 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 Giants start mounting a comeback. They start running the ball with Saquon Barkley better. All of a sudden, you know, Tyrod Taylor shakes off the rust, starts yep. throwing the ball on that final drive. They get that touchdown with Slayton. They get the ball back, and they're driving down the field again. Now, me and Pag's gotten a heated discussion about this. Mm-hmm. Davis is running down the sideline. The Eagle guy clearly tackles him before the ball gets to him. And there's a nine call at the end of the game, which the officials are doing every game now. You could It's a penalty in the first half, and in the fourth quarter, it is no longer a penalty. I hear you let them play, but if, when it's that much, you, when I can see it at home, you know, and I, and I granted slow motion, but I could see that at home. I knew as soon as you tackled them, I expected a flag. We were in first and goal or for near the 10-yard line. We could have tied that game up and went to overtime. Whether we were one or not, I don't know. But I will give the Giants credit again. They never stop
2: playing. But yeah. Giants came back because they had big plays. A pick six, a long pass. It wasn't because they were playing so well. Big plays get a team back in a game. There's such a misconception about the game of football. Take, for example, a quarterback who throws a pick six on his first possession. Then the next timeout. He leads them to a touchdown drive and then a field goal after that. And you say, wow, is he playing well. You know how I look at it? Three possessions, a total of three points because of him. You know, that's that's what it is. And that's what happened with the Giants. They got some big plays and it got them there at the end where they had a chance to potentially tie with the Eagles.
1: I wouldn't get too excited about it. The Giants didn't play well all at yeah. all. Jack, let me tell you something about the Giants. the The first eight games of the season was on the road. A lot of the games on the road. They end with the last two games at home. I think they're gonna probably rally both games. I mean, I, I know they played the Rams, they played the Eagles the last two games. So, so this is another thing that the, the players understand with the Giants. They got to play in order to be back on that team next year. And so, I think the Rams and the Eagles are gonna have some two good, two tough games when they play the Giants. They just because they played all their games on the road. They now they get a chance to, to go into the offseason and see what they want to do. So they gonna have to have a they're gonna have to play very competitive against the Rams and the Eagles. And and, and you have to watch they, some either one of those teams might lose one against the Giants.
2: I agree. I think they are gonna be tough games that potentially they could be very tough, maybe even beat the Rams, you know, give the Eagles a very tough game, the last game of the season. But the bottom line is. Where's the Giants' season? Even if they win the two games, which I doubt that they'll win both, but let's say they do, they finish mm-hmm. up at 7-10. and 10. The season's been a disappointment. I yeah, mean, I but, know. I, but I want to see how hard the Giants play. Look, are they going to mail it in the way the Jets did, or are they going to play with a lot of pride and really play hard?
0: You know, Jack, I think we talked about this before. I don't think the Giants are a disappointment. I think the expectations of them going to playoffs next year, everybody, including me, Thought they'd be better, at least one game better, and I think last year was not an anomaly. But they got off fast, as you said, kind of fell back to earth in the middle, and won that playoff game against the Vikings. I think we saw the real Giants, what they were last year. I think we saw maybe they were a six and eleven team that got you know got the breaks in the beginning, and now they're up seven and ten. I you know one more, I give I give the ball. And and Martindale and the staff one more year. It's only their second year, and and yeah. I think they can continue building this team. Saquon, the offensive line surprised me at the end of the game. Saquon was picking up yards, running for the touchdown. You finally had an offensive line playing together for three games, for God's sakes. And that's what happens with chemistry, and that's a very important thing that we don't see either. That's that's what's hurting the Chiefs right now. That's what's hurting a lot of these teams that can't get it together. The Jets, they have no chemistry on that offensive line. One of the most important things an offensive line to have yeah. is chemistry working together because it's its a very tough – they think it's easy. It's a yeah. very – got to know what you're doing out there, who to pick up, who to pull and block, who to – I mean, it's a very complicated thing that we don't think about. You know, we think right. about a – you know what I mean? So anyway, so are you concerned about the Eagles? Jack says he's concerned – I'm not that concerned because right now I don't think there's a clear after the chiefs loss. I don't think there's a clear, clear number one team in the NFC. And, and as you said, Byron, you think the Eagles won the plane of 49ers. I agree with you. I think Detroit's still a year, a year away and Dallas. I don't know what's wrong with them when they go on the road, they should have won that game, but they didn't a lot of field goals. Um, and What's going on with their big playmaker over there? Their 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 linebacker there, Micah Parsons hasn't had a sack in what four or five games. What's going on?
1: Well, he was crying on the news last night about um, they holding them and you know the the referees bias and all of that. And I just think that you know you shut up and play the game. I mean, you, I mean he's a great player. But you know, you're gonna get offensive linemen gonna hold you. They gonna they're gonna double team you. That's what that's what they that's what they do in football. So if you consider the best, just go out there and prove yourself. But he's he's been complaining about the referees and, and things that have been going on on the football field. And that that's bad to go to the media and start talking about that type of thing, in my opinion. That's in my now, opinion. Listen, I,
0: I look at all the pass rushers, both uh uh you know. Uh, t- Thibodeau, uh, all these pass rushers get held all the time. It's your job to beat it and do not ever compare Micah Parsons to Lawrence Taylor. There is no comparison. As Bill Belichick said, Lawrence t- Taylor was one of a kind. There probably will not be another one like him at outside linebacker.
2: But so. you compared Thibodeau to Boza. Is that I what you're he, doing?
0: No, no, I said he gets whole held just like Boza. Any good pass rusher is going to get held. That's just
1: the and name it. doing really good, Jack. I want to
2: remind you. go plays in spurts, in spurts. He'll have a great game, take off two games, play a really good game, take off two games, rack up the numbers. But he's a heck of a talent, I'll tell you. If yeah. he could be more consistent, you know, he could be one of the better players in the league. If he gave he the consistency.
1: Yeah, he's looking better. I got to give him yeah.
0: credit. Yeah, he's getting better we you know this could be the year guys that a first time that a true running quarterback wins the super bowl and i don't mean about a guy that scrambles cuz we've had a bunch of those going to super bowl winning super bowls i mean a true running quarterback like a like a uh uh you know a bobby douglas or a joe cap or somebody mm-hmm. like that when you have uh when you have jackson And you have, uh, you know, I'll even say you would have to say hurts for the Eagles are true running quarterbacks. They call plays from Josh Allen to run with the ball. There's a chance. It hasn't happened yet, but there is
2: a chance that a true running quarterback could win a Super Bowl. I don't like to say running quarterback because there's a certain stereotype with certain quarterbacks. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, he runs a lot, right? Josh Allen, he runs a lot. John Elway, he ran a lot. I mean, it's Lamar Jackson has an awkward throwing motion. So he's not given credit for sometimes being an effective pocket passer when he has to be because of his arm motion, the way it looks. I mean, Jalen Hurts might be the only elite quarterback in the NFL who actually has designed running play. He might be the only one that they designed specifically a running play for him. I think the other quarterbacks run because they have to, because they're very capable of doing it. And sometimes when you're such a good running quarterback, you lack a little bit of the patience to stay in the pocket because you know you could cause some damage with your legs. So you tend to take off more.
0: Yeah, I'll go along with that. I think think Jackson... Has done a lot better staying in the pocket longer than he has in the past, so I, I think that's why he's playing a little bit better. I think he has 15 yeah. touchdowns and eight interceptions this year. So, uh, yeah, listen, we'll see what happens. I know, I know one thing. I know uh, there's a lot of quarterback draws called uh, for these running quarterbacks. I call them running quarterbacks uh, on third and long or whatever. It's a defense, honest. Um, I'll tell you, Dak cannot win this, the the, the playoffs by himself. They've got to get a running game.
1: I'm going
2: to consider this guy to Lamar Jackson. He lost Mark Andrews' great tight end, yet the offense was very, very effective. And look at the other top quarterbacks. If they lost their main weapon, would their offense still be as effective as the Ravens have been with Jackson at the helm?
1: Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. And and the tight end, likely, uh, young tight end that they have is playing well. He you know yeah. he's been coming in and helping as well. So you know you see Lamar Jackson being more mature-minded now. You know he's trying to get the ball, trying to get the ball in the receiver's hand. But when he decides to run, I mean he really takes off. Yeah, he's a he's a huge
0: threat. They got to plan for that. They got to spy him sometimes, yeah. which helps receivers get open. So let's talk a little bit about Russell Wilson. He's going to be benched for the next two games. I think if he gets hurt, they owe him the whole year contract. So they're still paying him a lot of money. I forget. I think it's like 120 million dollars uh, if they cut him uh, after this year, which it looks like they're going to do. You got Stedman, the old Patriots quarterback, who will be playing. Uh, you know, some people liked him uh, when he was the backup over there. He did get a couple starts with the Patriots. They're going to see what Sean Payton could do with him. See if they can he can coach him up to play better ball. But you know, I, I mean for For Sean Payton to go on, 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 you know, on national TV saying, yes, it's a little bit about the economics, but we just want to win. Uh, I think Russell Wilson still gives you a better opportunity to win. And they're only seven and eight. So that's a bunch of malarkey. You know, just call it like it is. We're sitting down because he's got a guaranteed contract and we don't want to pay. We want to get rid of him before March and
1: save like $30 million. Just be honest with everybody. We know, right? Absolutely, absolutely, and and that's the point. I mean, they 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 they, they want to go in a different direction. They, they and probably Russell Russell Wilson and and uh, Payton don't get along. Sean don't get along. So I'm thinking that that's they have decided that this is the direction that we're going to take, and we're going to save our team some money and save on the salary cap and get some more players in into the into the Bronco organization. Yeah. Let right. me tell you, Jason Stidham, he
2: was with the Patriots. He was supposed to be their starting quarterback. He lost the job to a long-in-the-tooth Cam Newton in training camp. He was the heir parent. He'd been on the bench. Uh, So he winds up going to the Raiders, to Josh McDaniels, who was his offensive coordinator at New England. Josh McDaniels is hoping to make him a starter. He can never win the starting job there. Now he's at Denver, so if he has a big game, I don't want to hear this nonsense. Denver has their quarterback because they don't.
1: I'm going
2: to hear this nonsense next week from both UMAC and Byron. Oh, Jason Stidham. Yeah, he could be the Bronco quarterback next year. I ain't going to say that. that I definitely I don't want to hear it next. Week, I definitely won't. I definitely I won't
0: say it. I definitely won't say it the way you just said it. That's for sure. But <laughs> the interesting thing is, right? Zappy zaps, zaps the team they played. I mean, they, they played great in the second half. New England yeah. wins. Now they're going to go play the Broncos, which Stedman is playing for, and Russell Wilson is no longer playing for. So here's my conspiracy here. Okay. They go, they play uh, the Broncos, Pats win, and the Patriots pick up Russell Wilson to be their starting quarterback next year. How's that for a crazy theory?
2: I like that. Now, Russell Wilson is going to wind up somewhere somewhere. There's some teams he could still help. He might. He's a bit long in the tooth. I mean, let's be honest about it. But take a team like the Atlanta Falcons. He'd be a big improvement over Desmond Ritter, uh, Heineke, or whatever. I mean, the Washington Commanders, he would be an improvement. There are places where Russell Wilson can actually land if the financial parameters can be worked out.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so... So if Russell Wilson uh, gets cut before March 21st, it'll save them $35 million, mm-hmm. but they will have $75 million in dead cap space for the next year. And I think that's why they're hoping Stedman uh, can be the answer over there uh, for the Broncos. We shall see if. Uh,
2: now, Sean Payton, I kind of wonder about Sean Payton, the Bronco coach. What, what is he looking for? He's new to Denver here, okay, to the Denver Broncos as their head coach. But he had Drew Brees at New Orleans all those years. Yeah. Now, Drew Brees was more of a difference maker than a game manager. As Sean Payton of the old school, like, he basically, he could just get away with a game manager, uh, like kind of like Pete Carroll getting Geno Smith with Seattle you kind of wonder what Sean Payton's thinking is
1: here. Well,
0: if yeah. you look, if you look, Byron, if you look at the, it, it's a, it's a similar situation. Sean Payton went, got Drew Brees. He was by no means a star with San Diego. He right. was hurt, bad shoulder. Nobody would take a chance on him. He brings him in, works with him. And, and, and he becomes what he was. Stedman, yeah. second string quarterback. Not a lot of people have a faith in
2: him. He's going to come in. Maybe, Jack, maybe he can get him going. I don't know. Matt, that's revisionist thinking, and a lot of people think the way you do on that. He was the San Diego Charger quarterback through Brees, and he was a heck of a good, good quarterback with the mm. Chargers. And then the Chargers had a problem because they were going to be drafting high. And in the last game of the season, Brees hurt his shoulder, had to have surgery. And that convinced the Chargers to draft very high. They intended to take Eli Manning, wound up with Philip Rivers. But had Breeze not gotten injured, they would have had a, a very tough decision, the Chargers. And with that said, I can easily make the argument, maybe not easily, that Drew Breeze was a better quarterback throughout his career than Philip Rivers and Eli Manning. I I I
1: as I your opinion,
0: this, well, I, if you're going to talk stats-wise, I would agree. Yeah. Uh, but uh, you know, Philip Rivers is pretty high, and Eli Manning gets those two Super Bowls, whether it was his doing or not.
2: Bridge he
0: won a Super win. Bowl too. Let's not forget that. Right, you're Yeah. So true. anyway, so so I mean, you know, I I guess stats-wise, you would say uh, the the Saints got the better quarterback. So good morning, Sonya. Glad to have you aboard. Gonna we'll be doing something with Sonia next week, big news, and 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 you know, we got a whole new thing coming out, Roku.
2: Cool. Let me ask, was Sonia brought on board to help Jim Jeff coach with his weekly pick? No, I mean, is that the reason or what? No, no, she she uh she
0: she has had a rough couple weeks too. I think she's listening to Jim, is what the problem is.
1: Yeah, she Falcon's, probably yeah, yeah. Falcon's be- all Russell
0: Wilson and uh Sean and Russell they couldn't mesh. I think it was a difference of personality the coach and coaching playing stuff. I think what it was is that he didn't, that wasn't his quarterback. I think he yeah, Sean Payton wants to be the, yeah, the, the head guy. The head guy here, a, Everything
2: um, Byron yeah. can answer this. Byron can answer this better than you. I Mac, and you could answer it better than I can, Mac. And Byron especially can. Sean Payton is from the Bill Parsell School. He was Bill Parsell's assistant. When Sean Payton was suspended a year for Bounty Gate, he asked Bill Parcells to take over the New Orleans Saints for the one year he was out. That's how close the two of them are. So what's his mentality, Byron, Sean Payton, with this whole Russell Wilson thing? You know, because he has a Bill Parcells mindset.
1: Absolutely. And I think that's a good point, Jack. Uh, He wants to bring in players that he thinks that he can cultivate and, And make sure that they doing his, you know, doing the things that they like to see. And Russell Wilson is one free from the he's gonna do his own thing and he's gonna decide. You know, it took him a long time to utilize all the receivers on on the rosters. And so the last the game they start winning, uh, you can see that Russell Wilson started doing that, but you know, this last game seemed like it was so disoriented and things wasn't happening, weren't clicking. And so I think Sean said, well, this is what we need to do. And that and they want to go in a whole new direction. That's what I take from this. Well, you know, I think I think Sean
0: Payton said a statement to the new owners. The new owners are the ones that made the deal to for, for Russell Wilson, if you remember. Sean Payton said he's not my guy. He was just waiting. He was waiting in the wings, waiting for Russell Wilson to mess up so he could, you know, he could bench him. And I and to me, this is Sean Payton, as you said, like Bill Parcells, he wants the whole thing. He don't want to just coach. He yeah. went there just to just to, that's his team. And he put a stamp on it this week. Now, whether it's Stedman or they pick up another quarterback down the line, we'll see. I don't yeah. know if Stedman's the answer. I think it's going to take a few years. And uh, that's why they got Sean Payton to bring the, to, to build a new football team there in Denver. So, uh, anyway, it's, it's interesting if, if you like following that kind of stuff, uh, what's going on. So, so guys, uh, any, any anything that you have now, listen, the Jets are filling out, uh, finish out the season, losing record, Patriots finish out the season, losing record, the Giants, the same thing, Buffalo, which we don't talk about. The real, you know, the real local New York team is still alive. Still putting pressure on 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 that division. It still has a chance. Miami's in this playoffs. They haven't won the di- the, the division title yet, and Buffalo's right behind Cleveland as the 6th wild card spot. What are your thoughts on Buffalo? Are they good enough to go to the Super Bowl? I
1: think you know, they, I think they are because you know, they got Josh Allen. I mean, he he's he's a, he's a playmaker. And I think now that they went through a rough spot in the season. But now I think they're uh, they playing at home this week. And I think nobody want to play Buffalo. That's one of those teams, too. That's, they just like to clean them rounds. They're they going to be tough to beat.
2: Yeah. You know, we hear that no one wants to play Buffalo. No one wants to play Cleveland. No one wants to play Miami. No one wants to play Baltimore. They got to play one another. Guys, we change our tune week to week. If Miami beats Baltimore, all of a sudden Miami is the favorite in the AFC to go to the Super Bowl. Let's say Miami beats Baltimore soundly in Baltimore. Wow. That changes everything. Now we start questioning who the best team in the AFC is. I mean, it goes week to week. I mean, I recall Max after week one, firmly giving me a lecture, Miami and the Chargers in the championship game. Now, Mac might be vindicated. If Miami goes to the Super Bowl, or they even go to the NFC AFC championship game, Mac is kind of vindicated because it's hard to get both teams right. So If he gets one of the two, kudos to Mac. But Miami's a wild card. they got to play Baltimore with Jalen Waddell out. And Tyreek Hill, even though he came back last week, you sense he's still a little hurt, just a little bit. So psychologically, what is this going to mean for Miami if they go into Baltimore and they get beaten badly? Is Baltimore going to get a little too complacent? The teams, you know, peak a little early. We're getting towards the playoffs now. And I think the big thing for Baltimore, get the bye, have both home – games in Baltimore to go to the Super Bowl. The Ravens have a clear path. Let me ask you guys this. Does any team in football at this moment now, at this moment, have a greater leader than Lamar Jackson? Does any team, because I think right at this moment, he's the ultimate leader.
1: Yeah, I, I think I agree with you. And I also look at the coach, Harbaugh. So, I think they, they got they got some good things going for them. And that home field advantage is going to be a big plus once uh, the month of January hits. So, yeah, I, I agree they, with that.
2: And they also got Lamar Jackson. In the offseason, they addressed the issue with the receivers. They got him the weapons, too. And that makes him especially dangerous.
0: Yeah. I, I, I think Sonia's picking Buffalo and
2: Cleveland in a championship. Is that right, Sonia?
0: But anyway. She like Buffalo. <laughs> At a
2: minimum. So Buffalo <laughs> probably has to win. They probably won't get to buy Buffalo. It's highly doubtful, even though anything's possible. So Buffalo would have to win two games to get to the AFC Championship game, and just calling that a minimum? A minimum? <laughs>
1: she That's said a rating probably win it all, though. But yeah. 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 Yeah, I mean, I, who knows? I, I,
2: I'll remind of that, you know,
0: later well, who on. Knows? I mean, I mean, really, we're just we're just guessing too. uh you never you never know what can happen in the playoffs. Somebody could get hurt. Fumbles, interceptions. You, you know, there's five, five plays, as Parcell says.
2: I mean, the so one thing I come up, guys, in the AFC and NFC and surprise the heck out of us make a run and go to the Super Bowl. But I'm not getting carried with a team like the Vikings getting to the playoffs, they're not going to the Super Bowl. I know Byron likes the Rams, so he's acting like he wouldn't be surprised if the Rams go to the Super Bowl. I kind of, I doubt it. You know, I, I think, but a team like Buffalo, I'll admit they could be dangerous.
0: That would be a bad news for Dallas if they played the 49ers again, because they're just going to get beat again. I think, they can't I, beat I, I don't Dallas can be that's for sure. It,
1: I don't think Dallas, that's sure.
2: it depends. the matchups. You can't say who's going in the championship game, the AFC-NFC, because it depends on seeding. Dallas, as at this moment, would be the number five seed, and the Niners would be the number one seed, meaning if, uh, if the two teams behind Dallas were six and seven, lose their playoff games, and there's a good chance they will, and Dallas beats, let's say, Tampa the first game to advance. That means Dallas would play the number one seed that would probably be the Niners in the game before the NFC Championship if, game. If, you if, can't if, really call if, it. If, There's if, an if stop them If they if beat if. Tampa Bay,
0: who knows? I mean, we ain't talking about Tampa Bay at all. And Tampa Bay's playing pretty good football right now. I mean, I'm I'm not saying they'll beat Dallas, but I don't think that's going to be a cakewalk. If they go with the Tampa Bay... They have no running game, and that's what drives me crazy about Dallas. That's what I'm worried about Dallas. If they had a running game, they had a power back, I'd say they might be favored, but they yeah. don't.
2: Guys, um, guys, if I tell you comeback of the year player, if I say it's Baker Mayfield, do you have any argument with that comeback player of the year? He's I agree with played that. really well for Tampa Bay.
1: Well, they, they play the Saints play. this week, they play the Saints this week. We'll see
0: what happens, NFC. Maybe NFC. Uh, I could go with Baker, Flacco, and the AFC if he keeps winning. You got to keep winning these last two games, or the last game before that happens. Al Michaels will not be calling the playoffs for uh, Thursday Night Football. He wouldn't mention Taylor Swift during the broadcast. He said he's not mentioning Taylor Swift. Anything that has nothing to do with the game, he's not talking about. So. Of course, they turned around and they said, I don't hey, think they, that's, right. Do that's, that's what so they long said, long Jack. That's what they said. He would not mention extraneous things that didn't pertain to the football game, mealing to me.
2: My feeling on it, if that's the case, if someone is your boss and it's a minor thing like mentioning Taylor Swift, who cares? Mention it. It's not taking away from the
1: game. Okay. I think you need to mention Taylor Swift. I mean, that's – well, I, I say – I want to say whether she's at the
2: –
1: It want the game uh, It made the game
2: cares
1: about
0: Taylor Swift? Really. Football <laughs> fans don't care about Taylor Swift. <laughs> that's the Swifties. That's those Metro males. It's that's ratings, all.
2: That it's it has if, nothing
0: to do with the game. Show, show somebody else. Show Matt, the Matt, other you know,
1: wives.
2: So, I mean, why don't we just have a soap opera? It's, it's,
0: well, it's, that's,
1: why this, that's why Kansas
2: City is losing, because they got the wrong focus. Let me ask you this Who would you rather see, Jerry Jones or Taylor Swift, when the camera goes on that? What? I mean, Taylor Swift is fine. If it adds a few thousand viewers or whatever for a couple maybe of more? seconds, Taylor Swift cheering in the
0: box. Maybe that's more? Right. Maybe more? Then seventeen million tuning in every week. What he puts another three thousand. This has become a soap opera. He had Giles. They're showing Giles uh, at the Green Bay game. Hey, what is this? I mean, this it, football. Did they? They never talked about that before. Yeah. They never talked about that before. Now we're going to talk about the girlfriends and in the, in the. I don't know. <laughs> I have no, no idea what's
2: going on there.
0: Uh yeah there you go. They just, uh, Rick feels
2: well, Al Michaels has gotten too old. No, I, I think Al Michaels still has a no. lot left. I think Al Michaels' career is starting to get diminished because he left NBC to go over to uh the you know Amazon well, Rick, to try said, and call the games and he last year really. he was given a dreadful number of games. Uh, Rick, I mean, that Rick said,
0: uh, Rick said they ju- they can't say he's too old. That's what you're saying. Oh, he's they can't. Yes. And, and,
2: you know, <laughs> Jack likes Taylor Swift. There, no, know. I mean, my daughters <laughs> love Taylor Swift. I mean, I'm... It's all about a, advertising. She seems It'll like a nice girl.
0: Just to hear all about Taylor Swift, she, he also says uh that there is, you know... Anyway. Uh, yeah, Travis <laughs> Travis. here we go. Here
2: comes the soap opera. Yeah, yeah I, I don't know if the shapes aren't playing well. It's because of a a Taylor Swift. Effect. <laughs> I, don't want to hear, I don't want to hear the non-trapped he ball but I in,
0: front of in. He dropped pass in front of Taylor Swift, and they was all mad at himself. So, I mean, that's I guess that's what the problem was there. And of course, if you watch, if you watch Andy Reeve, kind of threw a shoulder check at him to tell him straighten it, straighten out a little bit there, boy. Let's, let's play some football. Stop worrying about your girlfriend. Yeah, I think that's yeah. what that whole thing was about. So, anyway. We're off of that um off the Taylor Swift thing cuz I don't want to give it any more juice. Um we already gave it too much. So Rick mentioned the Pinstripe Bowl, Rick, uh a good game. I mean there's a lot of games out there, Rick. I do I'm not sure I know what the Pinstripe Bowl was. I know my Arizona, my Arizona team won. They beat Oklahoma with a bunch of turnovers and yeah. that's one of my favorite uh the Arizona what is the Arizona? It's not is it the Cardinals? Uh Byron, is the Arizona Cardinals their their team, uh the college football team there too?
1: Uh no, no, it's uh it's uh yeah, well Arizona, uh, University of Arizona is the, right, the team. Right. Yeah. I I wish I had Jim there. He could tell me he, he knows all yeah, he was him. he went to Arizona
0: State, I think, Jim. Right. There. But Arizona did beat uh, Oklahoma, pretty good team, bunch of turnovers. We got some big games coming up some bigger than others here in, in the bowl games. Uh, we've got Alabama and uh, that's, that's the NCA. Let's go to Missouri, Ohio state number seven in the country um, going up against Missouri. I think this is more important for Missouri than Ohio state. And you know, is that Ohio state maybe should have been in the NCA championship. Maybe they come up and stop them saying, Hey, you know, we should have been there in the final four. So maybe Missouri gets stopped. I know Missouri has got a good offense. So, Should be a decent game. You got Ole Miss versus Penn State. I don't know what Penn State's really playing for here. They didn't beat Ohio State. They didn't beat Michigan again. I mean, if they'd rather, from what I was watching, uh, Jack, they would rather beat Ohio State than win a bowl game. This is how crazy they're in Penn State about what's going on there. So, uh, which kind of makes crazy sense to me. But anyway, um, that's interesting. Let's see. Arizona was on fire. Arizona Wildcats. Thank you, Sean. That is correct. Uh so you see these these people are these people are all over college football. I love it. Well,
1: no, that's um, why I got this hat on uh, Matt. Uh, my daughter went to Texas State in uh, San Marcos. They went to their right. first ball game ever, they won against Rice. So I want to congratulate Texas State, the Bobcats. Yes. Yes, definitely. And 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 Cody thinks that uh, Missouri
0: uh we'll win this game very interesting very interesting uh we also have um we also have let's see oh how's that michigan let's get to the nca championship because that's the one everybody's uh thinking about there um you know you've got michigan against alabama and you got washington versus texas right. um very interesting games to me i like alabama to beat michigan believe it or not I, I I don't know. I, I There's something about big games and, you know, the, the head coach of Michigan. Uh, Super Bowl, he loses the Super Bowl. Harbaugh loses. He seems to lose in the playoff games. I don't know if it's Nick Saban is just a better coach or they have better players to to choose from. I know Michigan's got one of the best teams they've had in a long time, but I still like Ella Pima to win this.
2: Well, I'll say this, Nick Saban, you know, a seven-time national championship winning coach.
1: Yeah. If
2: Alabama wins it this year, that would be its best coaching job. That would be an absolute masterpiece, considering how they started the year. Yeah. I mean, we thought Alabama's time was done, and look at the way they rebounded, and especially beating Georgia the last game the season to get into this playoff scenario. That's a good point, Sean.
1: Yeah. 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 Well, this is gonna this is gonna be a great game. I I, I just think Alabama is gonna probably have an edge. I think they got more, more momentum going and um, but Michigan is, is tough too, though. So they it, it's gonna be a good matchup, really good matchup.
2: You know, also part of it is Sabin knows how to prepare for these yeah. big, big games. I mean, there's so much that goes into it getting your team ready. The walkthroughs. He doesn't. I heard him yesterday saying he doesn't like his players to see the stadium beforehand to take the walkthrough. Some coaches do. He doesn't. He just believes to show up on the day of the game there.
0: Well, here you go. I mean, <laughs> if it works for you, good. I mean, every football stadium is basically 100 yards and 50 yards
2: that's says, primal, yeah. right?
0: So you know that's like the old basketball. The hoop is 10 feet high, right, from the Hoosiers. So. Let's talk a little bit about Washington and, and, and Texas. Now, Washington hasn't played, you know, a SEC team. I don't know if they even played a Big Ten team this year. They're playing out of Pacific. Pacific. Uh, good teams out of there, but they haven't played against the best of the best for the year. I don't know if Washington can win this with their big offense. I kind of like Texas in this game. What do you guys think?
1: I like Texas myself. I, I, I just think Texas – Got some got some players. Uh they got one of the best defensive linemen in college football as well. And I just think they got some speed on our side. So, but you know, Washington been playing good football. I mean, yes it it should be a good matchup. I'm I really excited to see what's gonna happen. And I think it's gonna come down to coaching.
2: Washington has a high powered offense. They normally throughout the season were able to respond, you know, and put together points at- Points in bunches, uh, Texas. Texas wasn't expected to get there, you know, in the beginning of the year. Neither was Washington. So uh, interesting
0: yeah, game. It is, and, I, and and Sean, I think Texas is back. I think they're doing a great job uh, recruiting in, in the NIL. And you know, their head coach is, is, is seems to know what he's doing over there. It's good to see Texas back oh, the quarterback situation but, next year is going to be very interesting. Very interesting. Very interesting. Very, Our, Oh, Shoot Manning's making he's with $3 what three million as a as a backup quarterback. <laughs> Boy, that's a great
2: deal. Oh, well, that's Manning, yeah. who might not be starting next year. I mean, would oh. he want to transfer at some point to what? Why? Why? He could stay in Texas another
0: couple of years if he wants to, with the money he's making. He can wait yeah. it out now. So, anyway, so uh that's it for a lot of football. Real quick, New York Knicks uh news. Uh, bad decision by Thibodeau to take out quickly who was hot, put in RJ Barrett, who was not, and the Knicks end up losing to Oklahoma. I, I you know, he's got his starting five. I know I, I think I know what he was talking about, but quickly was hot. You got to ride the hot hand uh when you're when you're you know going up against good teams like that. So I Thibodeau admitted to making a mistake, and uh and it don't help them any. But listen, the Knicks can beat any team, Jack. Any game, when it comes to the series, though, I don't know. I, I don't think they could beat the big teams in the series. Well, that's the so. big
2: story. The big story in the NBA is the Detroit Pistons. Who's nice. eventually going to lose to them? You know, yesterday they go into Boston. The Celtics have one of the best teams in the NBA. And the Pistons nearly beat them. They lose in overtime. They're winning by 19 points at the half. Boston makes up the deficit, and they're even going into the fourth uh, period. And the Pistons playing them tooth and nail. It was a great effort by the Pistons to end their losing streak, but they come up short, and it has to be brutal. What, like 28 losses in a row? The owner of the Pistons came out and said he's not blaming the coach, Monty Williams. He says it's him and the GM to an extent. They didn't give Monty Williams the players to succeed. So kudos, you know, to the ownership there, not looking to make, you know, a scapegoat out of the coach. Monty Williams is a proven coach. He's a very good coach who's having a disastrous year. And I don't want to hear well, Monty Williams isn't a good coach. Now we hear that about Bill Belichick, Coach Pop with the Spurs. Well, they're not winning now because they don't have the players. You don't win if you don't have the players.
0: Listen, Jack. They're making that. What they're doing is they're making an excuse for hiring a guy for seventy five million, saying we didn't give them the players. All right, seventy eight. What's three million? Seventy eight million. <laughs> what's three million between friends? So he, they I, they hired this guy for 75 million and 78 million. And Detroit is not winning, so they got to come up with something. That's on me. Well, I, I hope it's on you because next year if it's the same nonsense, and they don't improve. Then you've got to say, I made the mistake, and I don't know what they do. That.
1: I, so- they need to go and call the Detroit Lions and, and get the, the example of what it takes, the formula of what yeah, it takes to win. Go. you got to get there a true coach. Go. That's what you the need. Lions haven't
2: the- in the Super Bowl since the Super Bowl started. You know, Byron, in the
0: 60s, come on. Byron, Byron, way to bring us back to football as we got crazy there. We went into uh, basketball for a minute. Ah, uh, the Yankees are trying to look at other pitchers because Yamamoto said, "No, I'm going to the Dodgers." We'll see what happens with the Dodgers. We'll see the Yankees pick up another pitcher. That's kind of interesting. Kind of. They need to sign
2: Josh Hayter for their bullpen as their closer. That's the big one. Right. For me. Okay,
0: so Jack is going to get on the phone with Cashman and say, "Sign Bader," and you guys will be pretty good this year. So maybe <laughs> they'll, maybe they'll, maybe they'll break 500 again. Who knows? Folks, thanks for turning it in. Been a fun show. A lot of comments. A lot of views. Byron, thanks for spending the whole hour with us. Keith Angle couldn't make it today. He'll be back hopefully for Sunday for for uh, the big football show. Byron, always a pleasure having you on, analyzing football with us, making sure we don't stray to any of the other sports for too long. Anyway, uh, thank you, Sonia. Great job on the comments, folks. We'll see you tomorrow on the Mac and Jack Debate Show. Some interesting topics um, and. Then we have the big football show with all our all our guests coming on. Byron, thanks again. Have a great day. Jack, you too, folks. Have a good one. Be careful. See you.